Hey, this is Varun Shur. Hey, this is Arvind Parthiban. Welcome to SaaS Boomi BTS, where we take you behind the scenes and share incredible marketing stories from Indian SaaS startups. The failures, the successes, the disasters. Hear from the real heroes who are putting India on the global SaaS map. Let's tune in. Hey, folks! Welcome back to SaaS Boomi Behind the Scenes. We have Arvind over here. This is Varun Shur. and we have lakshman over here f- from outplay hi arvind awesome all right let me quickly try and introduce lakshman here hey, hey lakshman uh, uh me and lakshman go long long way back right from zagat days we've been hustling i think this is a second uh, startup as well uh let me try to uh, do a quick introduction he's the co-founder of outplay uh, before that he used to uh, run couple of uh, startups i think uh same uh, app virality and uh, growth score uh, and one thing i remember we um, uh, when i used to be in freshworks uh, we wanted to try uh, try uh, something to uh, to get some um, traction in gta cloud and captera and something we had an option to go with established products but given our relationship we thought we'll take a uh, take a, a stab at uh, growth score and i want to share this number i think even lakshman doesn't know about this numbers right we were at 80 reviews in g2 crowd with uh, one of our product called fresh service and around 140 with uh, fresh desk and after working with lakshman and team and our, uh, we were able to get, scale it to 800 reviews in fresh service and more than 2000 reviews in fresh desk like it all in like span of less than a year so that was the kind of traction we used to get and uh, it was really really great to see the product scale and uh, now he is again uh, taken some playbooks from uh, his success at growth score and apparelty uh, and started out play and uh, raised a significant couple of rounds with sequoia so without uh, further ado lakshman uh, welcome to the podcast awesome thank you not, thank you. not yeah not many people know but like i used to compete head on with arvind over here <laughs> and being on the other side i always used to wonder what's this magic sauce which is getting them to create all those reviews i never knew lakshman you were the culprit in that in that sense <laughs> lakshman quick yeah. would love to have a quick intro from you uh, y- your journey very very quick uh, you know intro on the journey what got you to this point what were the beginnings like and then we'll start off with the questions cool awesome thank you arvind and varun thanks for having me on the show Uh, as Arvin said, we go a long back, probably six years back or so, when he was doing Jagged, and I was doing my first startup app variety. Uh, before to that, I was a blogger. I started off with one blog, created a network of ten, fifteen blogs, uh, and then advertisers started asking me, "Do you know more blogs I can advertise?" So I used to refer people to them. At one point, I said, "Why am I referring them for free?" So let's put up a website and call it as a network of blogs. uh but on the background all i had is a google sheet with a list of 500 bloggers email addresses and on the other side i was just going through techcrunch and all these websites looking at who are raising money reaching out to all those people hey do you want to have these backlinks banner advertisements and all that so that's how the journey started where i started learning about internet products and all that and the first startup was appvirality i did that for four four and a half years and growth score was kind of a weekend hacky project we did uh, for ourselves to get reviews on apparelty and then i shared it with arvind he gave us an opportunity to work with freshworks and uh, uh, arvind i don't know the exact numbers back then now i know but i know that people celebrated when you guys beat zendesk for one of the products on g2 or captura sometime um 
but that was a hacky project as i said it's not a full blown project like we don't have that vision for that so we have kind of ended that with all the experience of blogging app variety and then growth score uh we've come up uh, with outplay uh, it's been 18 months we are working on outplay we're a team of 65 odd people right now they used a couple of rounds from sequoia uh here we are today it's a it's a crazy story right uh, one thing which really stands out to me is this passion for experimentation i guess you know creating these side hustle projects so from being a blogger to then doing things that don't scale literally in terms of like creating trying to create a network out of just a simple google sheet uh and then launching app virality uh and then moving on to growth score which was a mechanism for companies to get more reviews on g2 crowd and captera and then outplay it's it's all been like a it's a, these small experiments on a continuous basis to see what works and what doesn't work uh and that's very fascinating to me so we'll touch upon all of those uh, the thinking behind those experiments why you decided to get rid of some why did you decide to build on some of them uh really really excited to learn more on that sure let's do it arvin uh what's the, yeah what what's where do you want to start off with the first question I'll, i'll start with uh, uh, the trust part right so see one thing again uh, uh, being a startup going after goliaths uh, the l- large big companies right the trust plays a very very important role like building trust uh, makes a huge difference and getting the customer voice uh, makes a huge difference can i ask you the, what what would be that one uh, one secret on how you built the trust uh, or how what did you recommend because you have been running that startup right so like wh- how important is like what 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 would could be the secret sauce behind it yeah it's very important right that, that reminds me of the the whole journey of that blogging which allowed us to create that marketplace right so when i had that uh 10 or uh, 15 blogs the first thing that came in is the trust and advertiser would come in advertise on our blogs and the kind of relationship we build over that month or two would make them ask do i know any other bloggers because 8 years back we are talking about 8 years back there was no stripe and all that stuff only way to get paid is paypal someone from us a marketing manager sending a 100 dollar through paypal to india uh, is very tough like you can't just trust a blogger with a simple page and a contact page uh, and send them 1000 dollar or a 2000 dollar to run a campaign on 10 set of blogs right so that's where the first time i've learned how important it is to build a relationship and trust and that what allowed us over that three period of three years of period where we i and my now co-founder and my brother ram right we both were just sitting in a hostel dorm room and at the peak we were making half a million dollars just through google sheet gmail and a network of bloggers so over time we stopped writing our own content because we had no time to do that right so we had all these bloggers we had all these advertisers coming on just trust and relationship basis and we are just kind of a middleman or a marketplace uh, if you look at that as a product probably it could be a product where bloggers come and register advertisers come and select pay online get metrics and all that stuff but it there was nothing in the background right you are talking about fiverr now right i think that is the business now <laughs> <laughs> yeah either it could be fiverr bicel ads was the one just coming up back then but it was only for uh, banner ads uh but that's a first learning like why all these players 
we never had a video call also there was no zoom or a video call it was just or a gmail wow and all i had is gmail not even a, a website or a corporate domain so uh, these these blogs uh, you know you started off by writing the content right and you mentioned you and your brother were part of this and then you built this network of bloggers were these bloggers local to india or were they outside india and and how did you reach out to them why did they trust you in first place uh, i yeah. get the trust from the uh, you know advertisers why did the bloggers trust you uh, with this and how did you reach out to them yeah so they started off with initially local like uh, obviously the indian bloggers where we get on go along on facebook and all that stuff right uh, and uh, later point it became across the world like at peak we had 5 500 plus bloggers working with us uh, it's easy to get the trust from the bloggers because we are kind of giving them a option to monetize their content right so all i used to do is let's say there is a travel company uh that want to do an advertisement on 10 different blogs so they want a typical review or a banner advertisement displayed right so they come to us and ask us like we give them 50 travel blogs they select 10 of 15 of them so we always keep a two or three extra uh for the margin uh so i go back to my google sheet filter out all these people send them an email hey i have an exciting advertisement for you uh this is the length of the advertisement the budget of the advertisement whatever it is right and then a lot of back and forth emails happen negotiations happen with all these bloggers and finally i would put together a plan hey this is the 10 blogs it would cost 2000 or 3000 for you this is the time span of the advertisement form of advertisement and then we would sign off that with the advertiser we make a deal they pay us money we kind of act like an escrow right so these bloggers first put up the advertisement and then we send them the money fascinating <laughs> so half a million dollars you know this is a pattern that i've seen in the very brief history that you've shared with me where you had revenue generating assets yeah. and you kind of like moved off from them this is something that i would like to know more you know <clears throat> as we go through your journey and when we get to outplay i would like to know it's it's not easy for people to get rid of these assets you know because you kind of like hooked on to that it's kind of like a drug right and you did that not once not twice but three times uh before moving on to outplay so uh, we'll touch upon this you know as we uh, this is varun varun being the bootstrap king coming yeah. and talking <laughs> it's, it's me be, it's it's the it's the capitalist me right it's the capitalist me and i'm like you know you have these fantastic businesses really uh in their own in in their own way and then the transition happens from completely different sectors to these new experiments and very courageously those old experiments are gotten rid of so this is something that i'd like to know more you know as we <laughs> go through your journey so then you moved on to app virality right which was a plug and play toolkit for all these growth techniques you really started packaging this so tell me yeah. tell us about like what got you into thinking that maybe you could package this as a toolkit for other saas companies what was the thinking behind that and what was that first win uh, which made you think maybe there's something here yeah so as you said right it's kind of three or four times i think we killed these money making missions and all thanks to my co-founder and brother who agreed to do that uh, so while doing all that blogging stuff we have learned about search engine optimization this driving organic traffic right so at one point we were making uh, enough money uh, and then we got bored of that stuff and said okay what are we making enough money 
<laughs> yeah, literally. So what what am I doing all day long? All day and night I'm just on the Gmail trying to do a lot of negotiations, follow-ups with the people. Hey, did this live go? Did this ad go live? Why did you remove this? Why did you put a wrong copy? Right. Some kind of all I'm doing is all day long sitting in this Google Sheet and Gmail. So at one point we got bored of that and then said, Hey, can we make something that makes money while we sleep? Right. Okay. <laughs> so that got onto the search engine optimization, looking at what are the top search keywords in India. PNR status, IFSC codes. These are the top two things. Right. So mm-hmm. we said, okay, what it what it would take to build these websites, which will make money when we sleep. Right. So we first we did with PNR status. So we quickly built out a Facebook app, Android app, iOS app, and a website. Which will remember your PNR status ten digit code, ask you for an email and a phone number, automatically alert you when there is a change in the reservation. So back then, this is rocket science because this this is before Ixigo, before Make My Trip coming to this space. And only way for people to check this is go to Google, search for PNR status. The first result will be an IP address that you don't know whether that's a website or not. Click on it. Enter ten-digit pin. Enter that really hard to understand captcha. And do that all day long ten times yeah. to get the change. We made it very simple. And at peak, sixty lakh people every month were checking their PNR status there. All raving reviews on Play Store, App Store, Facebook. The Facebook page is still live. Still, people uh, ping something around that. Uh, I think Play Store, App Store apps were down. I guess. Uh, but we were getting huge amount of checks from Google through AdSense uh, for this thing, right? So that's where the app virality idea stuck in. Uh, we did that for again two years or so. We built all these micro sites. You build a site, you build some backlinks because we were bloggers. We know how to build these backlinks. Make it rank on top three, and then see the magic happen, right? Nice. And and you built like this IFSC uh, micro site. Before the likes of Pesa Bazaar and Bank Bazaar exactly. even existed, exactly, exactly. Now so everyone is doing that. It, uh, <laughs> so when the product is free, the people are the product. I think this is a typical example of how you made money out of the, the volume there. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Now, if you look at the classic PNR status guide, every other big company has that option. Right? Yeah. They're not going yes. to make money through that, even make my trip mm-hmm. and all that stuff. They're just making people life easy and then stick to the product. Uh, and then that's what we, they are doing it. Yeah, this is kind of like actually, uh, Arvind would be very well aware of Girish's strategy of come for this and buy that uh, <laughs> with the multi product, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is come for like PNI status and then do something. And a lot of other companies have now started mimicking this uh, strategy uh, by using credit score reports. So the likes of cred, yeah. one score and the rest are doing that. Uh, and then you have extremely heavy SCM play from the likes of Pesa Bazaar. So this has become like a real, real asset in terms of marketing for these companies. I think uh, for them, it's actually, uh, for some of them, it's actually one of the biggest contributors of incoming leads, like these micro sites. Uh, this sure. playbook that you had done way before anyone was doing this. And you spent yeah. like four, 4.5 years doing this, right? So, uh, and then you decided to move on. What was the trigger for moving on? Uh, like, did the revenue start drying up? Or did the SCM rankings become more difficult? Or did you just get bored of making money yeah. like the previous <laughs> time? <laughs> so when we were doing all this thing, either we were in college or in our corporate jobs. 
uh, and we had no clue about startups or a business and all that stuff. So the so you did all of this of, while you were while you had jobs. I did not know that. Job. Yeah. I, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. So, so the kind of backgrounds we come from, right? Both the brothers. Uh, we come from a very remote village and we are the first people to get the education. So you can imagine like we had no intention to do business. We were just hustling. We were just trying to do some time pass around all these things, trying to learn WordPress, putting together the websites, link building, hacking Google SEO algorithms and all that stuff. Uh, but in the background, in the hindsight, we don't have any intentions to build a business. Uh, right so that's maybe that could be one of those reasons why we killed them because we just get bored of these things after doing it for one two years make some money we always get some new ideas to do that because the first one i had to sit in front of my laptop the second one will make money while i sleep right and the third one is can we make it really big can we build a big business out of it can we hire 100 people can we have an office right uh, so this started kicking in after this, all this SEO and all that stuff. Uh, as I said, we were building Android apps, mobile apps for all these PNS traders, IFSC codes and all that. We were doing a bunch of hacky stuff to get reviews, ratings, uh, installs and all these for apps. Uh, at one point, we were running a sweepstake for this railway PNS traders, right? Uh, hey, share this. I mean, we had a referral, referend earn program on that. Uh, refer this to your friend and top 30 lucky winners will get a 500 rupees book my show coupon, uh, right? Or two tickets, whatever it is. So we were doing all this. I mean, while my my brother is the tech guy, now my co-founder and CTO, uh, he was doing all that stuff. I was doing all the hacky things to make something out of it. So we did that reference earn program. We did some loyalty and all that stuff. So I was always looking at all these other Indian companies and US companies, how these app developers are trying to hack these things. Uh, I saw Uber, I saw Airbnb, I saw a lot of companies doing a lot of things. Uh, while Indian companies were just thinking of doing all these things when I spoke to them. Uh, but the big gap that I saw there was marketing team always wanted to do all these things. They had all the ideas. Uh, but they had no power to launch these things. They always had to depend on the engineering team to build all these things. And even to build also, you don't know whether a referral or a loyalty program would work for you. You can't ask them to build all three and five and give it to you. Even if they build, if you want to change that book my show coupon to a Ola coupon or something, again, you have to talk to them. That's not so easy. right? So that's where we got the idea. Why don't we package this? and sell it to all these app developers or the marketing teams. So we got that idea and still we don't know anything about startups. We were at that stage. Uh, so I was reading your story and all these and I was going to events, but standing at the back back seat as always, like in college, I was not talking to anyone at a your story. So at one point I said, I spent 3000 rupees on this ticket and why I'm not talking to anyone. <laughs> You know, what? One, one theme that's coming across is money wasn't the driver. Uh, I mean, you yeah. were making this, uh, but money wasn't the driver while you were running these experiments, which is uh, because which is a trap as well, right? It, it prevents you from moving on to more experiments because <laughs> you're just so hooked. So that's one very inspirational thing. And then you decided to do growth score, right? So tell us uh, about that transition to growth score. Uh, now we are talking about like real business over here. We're talking about like yeah. B2B companies, customers like Freshworks, 
Zendesk, you had like two, <laughs> two, two Marquis customers in the customer service space. Um, was it like a fight between them? Like one got uh, scared that the other one was getting ahead and they came up. So tell us about the journey with the growth score as well. Yeah. So the app variety was the first actual startup we did after learning all these things from your story and all meeting people and all that stuff. And we did that for a good four, four and a half years. That was the first time I spent a good amount of time figuring out something, learning all these jargons, techniques and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but with app variety, all we did was we saw a problem. We spoke to a few Indian companies. They all said it's a problem. Uh, we built it. That's it. There is no logic behind that like there is why no did you time, see, there is no why did you see the problem why did uh, you see the problem like you it, it's not as if you were running a SaaS b2b company like how <clears> did you spot that problem uh, so we spot the app variety problem because we had our own apps and we were doing a bunch of things and we had this intention to build something big can we make a business out of it can we build a company out of it so that's when the first thing I did is I spoke to a few other marketing and uh, engineering folks at Make My Trip and all these companies. And uh, I saw it's a problem not just for us, but for everyone in the field. Uh, but my customer development or the research was limited only to India. We were not thinking big still. Like. Yeah. So all these companies said it's a problem. We pitched it to Microsoft Accelerator. We got selected. It's down next 12 months. We build the product. We sold it to all the big brands in India, like Metro, Big Basket, Mintra, Phone Pay, all these. I mean, if you have like 40 apps on your phone now, probably 20 or more than 20 were our customers with that product. I've just realized we haven't shared what the problem is with that was solved with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. So maybe you might want to just talk, yeah. talk about what Growth Score did. Uh, so like App Reality was like a plug and play toolkit building upon your blogger days. You kind of like build package. I think that was the first attempt at packaging something that was successful. So mm-hmm. maybe touch upon like what was what exactly was Growth yeah. Score? Yeah, so for Growth Score, when we were doing App Variety, App Variety is built for just mobile apps. But we started getting these inbound interest from SaaS companies. Can we use this for SaaS to launch our own referral program? Can I say refer your refer some other company and then get a three months subscription free or some kind of an Amazon gift card or something? So we started getting these inbound leads. We have ignored them for a long time, uh, saying this is not the space we want to get into. But at one point, we said, okay, can we also do this within Outplay itself? So we had a landing page which said that it's for SaaS also. Uh, and then we have onboarded some 10 or 12, 15 customers for SaaS referrals. But the problem there was they've launched it and there is nothing happening. Like, why would someone go to that settings and then click on refer and down and refer some other marketer? It's not happening, right? So now the problem statement is how can we push this? Like how can we push people to refer people? So that's where the whole idea of growth score came in. The first problem is as a marketer, you don't know who is your happy customer. If you know who are your happy customers, you can ask them to give you referrals. And you don't have to stop at referrals. You can ask them to give reviews, case studies, testimonials. This user-generated content is something that's limitless. There is no end to that. Like as far as your customers are happy, they can keep generating this content for you. And and from a marketer's side, from the user perspective, what I would say is the biggest pain point from my end, from my uh, team folks using the product was what he said. 
we were always dependent on the developers even to make a small campaign to get the change the smallest coupon or uh, uh, like every week we need to experiment right market is expert the dependency on uh, developers were uh, a big big challenge especially fast growing company so growth score solved that for us we had the complete control over the campaign so i think that was how, how uh, did you uh, become a customer point. like how, how how was it a previous content how did you get zendisk as a customer right people have these ideas they are now able to also build these niche saas plays but that zero to one journey is always uh, peculiar yeah. what was that like for you uh, no, i'm curious now freshdesk was the first customer or zendesk <laughs> Freshdesk was the first one. <laughs> so you use referral of uh, Freshdesk to Zendesk. Is that it? <laughs> We just did outbound. Yeah, you'll hate. You did outbound. So you did outbound. So you then mailed all these prominent B two B SaaS companies using Freshworks as a referral case, saying, "Hey, Freshworks already using it. Look at the traction that's uh, that they have been receiving on the reviews, and you can sign up and get the same level of reviews uh, on G two Cloud and Capera." So pure yeah. hustle, basically. Yeah, get those yeah, pure hustle. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember we used to do this, right? So we, if we have Southwest Airlines as a customer, we'll take a case study and we'll send it to Delta Airlines, saying that, hey, how Southwest saved so much money with uh, with the so and so product. I think that's what uh, is the case study driven uh, marketing. <laughs> Does it work? Like one one question that I it clearly worked for you, right? Uh, but, but this. some people have this fear that if you try to get direct competition uh as a case study maybe people are just generally averse because my competition is using this product i'm going to use maybe an alternative not this uh, is that a thing or it doesn't matter mm, i don't think it matters it's it's a fear of missing right if you're not right, using exactly. it right so, now if you still sh- shop around for an alternative and then you are the one spending a lot of time instead of just right. working on what's working for your competition should work for you there is no need to reinvent it and so this was a clear this was the solved problem this was a clear money making machine and again you got rid of it uh yeah so together <laughs> app for lt he's not able to digest so. that <laughs> i'm not <laughs> so when we killed the uh, app for lt and growth code together we were we were uh, between 2 and 3 million i guess uh but it's a classic Which problem time? this time the first two times we had no intention to build business and all that but this is an intentional thing after spending 2 to 2 and a half years with all these indian big brands trying to make them happy uh for the first time i took a flight and uh spent 4 months in sf trying to see can i get make my trip of us can i get big basket of us it's not clearly it's not happening uh because they were 5 6 years ahead of the game they all built in house or they are using some free tools whatever it is so i don't see that scale going to happen i don't see the way from this 2 to 10 million happening uh right but the classic problem there is being the first time founder first time saas i was not clearly doing any research before building it i didn't look at are there any players already in the market how many years they are in market what's their team size what the revenue how much they have raised what is the search volume what is the deal size like make my trip was paying around 12000 every month there in there in gurgaon i am in hyderabad they are paying me can i do that from hyderabad to us it's not possible like 5 6 years back you can close a 100000 deal just sitting in uh, and it was skype not even zoom i guess right so 
so we've kind of i had a checklist of problems i discussed it with our investors and my co-founder and i said clearly this is not like probably i could have built a 5 million dollar again a uh, business but that's not the intention why we left all this money making missions while we were sleeping i don't have to give a demo <laughs> right yeah i i came across a street recently i don't remember the author but it was like look entrepreneurs you're going to eat glass so maybe <laughs> just eat, eat it eat one which is worth worth fighting for and that's that kind of like echoes you know the sentiment that you've been trying to share over here and then you decided to do outplay right and outplay is in a it's a crowded market uh, and what people generally would kind of be averse towards you know getting into a crowded market so what was the thought process behind that so that's a big big learning for me over that 5 years of apparelty and growth so right as grish say probably freshdesk is 600 selfdesk software Selfdesk. right so until then the kind of entrepreneur in me was thinking like if someone is building i'm not going to build it we have to build something really unique innovative and all that stuff but that's the big problem if no one is building probably there is no need for that right or you may have to spend a lot of time before you start building that thing that no one is doing right so after all these learnings of 5 years with apparelty and growth score we had a checklist of 10 15 things why we failed at it right so the first thing there is no market for it no one else is doing it or the ones doing they are stuck there for the last 5 years they never raised money the teams are not more than 20 30 people right there are no acquisitions there are no investments in the space so these are the basic learnings that took us like 4 5 years the hard way of learning and all that stuff and why outplay if you look at the whole journey the blogging days we built a mini version of outplay growth score half of that is outplay again all growth score was doing is doing an nps survey csat identify the happy customers put them in a sequence reach out to them hey do you want to give a review on jito crowd we will give you a 20 dollar amazon gift card the moment they give you a review an automatically an amazon gift card will go out to them so this is all email cadencing sequencing so we were always there for last 80 years somehow doing this thing right and i picked that idea and i said not just this idea we had three four different things that we were evaluating so we spent around eight months figuring out is this ticking all the learnings that we had are there competitors have they raised money are they unicorns do they have teams have they raised money right are there mergers or acquisitions and all that stuff all is it a defined category is there a search volume so all these things were ticking over that eight month period of research so this time we were like pros like we know how to pick a idea <laughs> right so we did all that exercise before we figure out and i spoke to over 200 sales leaders this time i started from us i said first customer has to be from outside india right nice. so we did all that stuff over a period of 8 12 months before we decide on building it and then we spent again 12 months actually building it very nice interesting so uh again the question is uh, i agree to the point of going after a market which is already established and everything so what was your thought process like this is this is too big right you are going after someone like outreach and sales loft uh, very very uh, you know, like strong uh, investors behind them what was your thought process what was your motivation behind uh, cracking this market 
yeah so it was not just going after uh, well established category or the competition raising money and all that of course those factors were there but it also playing to your strength so as i said 8 years back itself we had something like outplay and then recently within growth score we had a piece of outplay right so it's both the things it's not just going after where there is green it's also to playing to your strengths so i can't imagine building a developer tool i was always mm-hmm. building something for marketing sales people so yeah. i know we are strong at it now the reason why i asked what was your thought process you know you have been always making money and i think uh, you have been a profitable business from uh, when you're a co- college student uh, did you ever think that you will raise funding was that in your uh, thought process yeah 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 it was very clear it was very clear from the day one that we will be going after outreach and sales soft uh, and they are the only two players and no one were able to go to the go to the even the third position also it was very clear from my research right so this is the exact problem that we want to do it right and that's the reason we were setting down all the money making things right just go big and then the market is growing obviously the sales tech is the is the fastest growing thing now right the last decade was martech and now sales tech like crm was the only tool people were using now on top of crm you are using 10 different products right? nice Nice, and I also uh, see that you closed two rounds with uh, Sequoia, and uh, uh, in my opinion, I think that is in a way also uh, investor marketing. So, how did you land uh, a, a prominent VC uh, so early? Uh, that took two rounds in within a year, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. So, a little bit light on that. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little bit funny story also. So after doing all these things we said okay let's build out play and I'm not even going to update my LinkedIn that I'm building it like we we were like okay how many times would you kill the business right and my co-founder and my brother Ram said this is the last time I'm working with you if you ever say kill it <laughs> I'm going to kill you <laughs> <laughs> uh, so internally we said we had a team of like uh, eight eight people or so that we were billing outlay and we said until we hit $20,000 in monthly recurring revenue we're not going to talk to anyone uh, no vcs nothing like i'm not even going to talk to other founders also, right heads down build, build the business so we did that Uh, and i was part of this uh, axel program called rebound it's for second time entrepreneurs uh, it's, it's kind of a closed group where we learn from each other and all that stuff uh, so they made the list public on linkedin these are the 10 or 8 companies part of this rebound uh, and as we know all vcs has this sdr function within vc world right so everyone started reaching out to all 10 companies probably including outplay Uh, so that was the time exactly we were nearing to our target, and I said, okay, this is a good inbound interest. Let's start start engaging with uh, a couple of investors. And at Sequoia, Rajan was our first angel investor in Appferelty like six years back. Right? Uh, we we never floated a new company. All six seven years we were on the same company. We were just trying new products. Uh, Captable investors, everyone was same. Like we we were never. setting down and floating we're just setting products and figuring out new things um, so i had a good rapport with rajan for the last 6 7 years uh, and even for sequoia also i was not responding so they came through rajan like when rajan emails like i had to respond to them 
<laughs> so that's when I started engaging, and then uh, we were not clear to raise even then. Uh, but after the conversation over and over with Axel Sequoia and few other funds, uh, we said uh, it's a good time. Looking at the market, looking at how bullish investors were, looking at our growth and our plans. Uh, so that's when we it, it all happened in like quick five days or so is what I spent on fundraise. Uh, spoke to all good uh, VC firms that are focused on SaaS, and at the end of sixth or seventh day, we closed it. What was the reason yeah. behind like waiting till twenty thousand dollar MRR? Was it like a PMF uh, waiting to see like the f- first concrete hints of PMF? Was that the reason, or was it something else? So the logic for twenty thousand is that's all I need to pay bills. That's all I need to pay the salaries, obviously, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so why some the answers to these I, questions are sometimes super simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, even yeah. for his last question, Arun, I was just about to. I'm going back to what I think. The secret sauce of how he raised funding is basically he didn't go behind them; he made them come behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the simplest answers there. Yeah, yeah. And I, so we wanted to have some form of validation. Uh, it's good that before you build the product, everyone said. interesting and all that but will really people pay for it right so we wanted to crack that thing first before we raise money uh, because even you should know why you need money right uh, so that's two simple logics and you know there's a story uh, i saw the blog post medium blog post around how you hacked your way around getting attention of cxo is a dream force Tell us a bit about that. Like you know, uh, see, see events. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll give you some color on this one. I think right now ecosystem is very. It's extremely inbound focused and PLG focused, uh, and there are certain fears around these events. Some some companies are very confident they are cracking this really well, but there are these fears around directly reaching out to CXOs. You know, c- cracking these events. Tell us a bit about this history because this was a very fascinating story around how you ended up uh, targeting these CXOs or these big companies. So, give us some color on that. Yeah. So, real quick, it's a very funny story with the Dreamforce also. So, I was doing this growth score at the same time. I'm doing the research background for Outplay and all that stuff. So, I was in US, uh, uh, San Francisco at that time. And uh, there was this event Dreamforce happening. I didn't know much about it. I got an email saying there is a free entry into uh, only a piece of event. You can go to talks, but you can go to these stalls and all that stuff, right? So I just said, okay, anyways, I'm free. Let's just go there. It's a free ticket. So I went there and saw the scale of this event. Like the whole street is colored with Dreamforce. There is rickshaws, autos, and all that. Free coffee, free massage. I was just blown away by the massive scale of this event, and I went to this cellar uh, where they had uh, all these stalls. There are like fifteen hundred or more event stalls. I was just going through all these stalls, and there is no way I can talk to all of them. Right? So I just said, "Okay, what should we do?" I just took out my mobile and recorded all the floor. I just recorded the entire floor, and people were just giving all the smiles, foes when you are recording, right? So I recorded that fifteen uh, thirty minute recording entire all fifteen hundred stalls. I sent it to my team 15, in India. Fifteen hundred stalls. So you took photographs. <laughs> so you took photographs of fifteen hundred booths, exactly. one by one, 
just it's not even a photograph it's just a video it's a video okay and i sent it to my team in india and said guys break this video into photos pull out the marketing managers or the people look at these g2 captura reviews of all these companies because they are kind of highly qualified companies because they took a stall they are integrated with salesforce yeah. uh, they must be funded and all that stuff right exact icp high value right so we said uh, break the video make the photos pull out the decision makers start a sequence with this photo hey i was at dreamforce i met your team i took a photo of your team right that's like massive the reply rate is like more than 70% because i'm not asking anything nice. i just said i met i stopped by your stall this is a photo of your team and uh, at least 10 15 companies tweeted that thing like right? uh, because the team was at a stall smiling and giving pose and all that stuff right uh that was crazy like there is no other way that i could talk to all these people at once <laughs> did this convert to leads uh, going forward yeah like, yeah i, I so don't remember exactly we got only two or three customers uh, but as i said i was not bullish on growth for uh, i know that uh, i want to do something else uh, but probably for me it was not a great i mean even i didn't do anything right i didn't took a stall i didn't pay for a ticket I didn't spend full day talking to all these people. It was a thirty-minute video. That's it. Forget. No, even there, Varun. Uh, I think I personally think events, right? Like everybody are coming with the same story, and uh, so many people crowded market. If they get to remember you, that's a win, right? Eventually, yeah. they, they it will convert into a at least a brand recall. Uh, yeah. So I think it, in that way, it's a big success. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a success in terms of getting in front of these people. Yeah, I think there was. I think it was part of this course called Pragmatic Marketing course. I'm plugging a lot of these companies. Hopefully, they should maybe pay me commissions for this. But uh, <laughs> one one thing which stood out as part of this course, which I uh, took while I was in UK, was that at the early stages of companies, your number one goal is to drive awareness. Pre PMF, just after PMF, awareness should be like the number one goal, and that's what you did, right? You yes. drove awareness across the market ecosystem that you exist. There's this alternate player. and uh, that clearly works and that is what you should have been doing uh, so let's let's move on to arvind's favorite uh, <laughs> yeah he, he likes he likes this thing uh, around rapid fire questions so arvind is now going to grill yeah. <laughs> lakshman so i'll i'll let you arvind do the rapid fire questions <laughs> right. uh, these are so by, by the way lakshman these are rapid fire means rapid fire you don't think you rapid answer fire. you answer yeah, you need to you need to right so like yeah. don't think and uh, you just have two seconds to respond so let me start with uh, what would be your first advice to a entrepreneur who is setting up a marketing engine uh, i would say just do things that don't scale they are the ones that will give you results immediately anything scales will take time okay okay and uh, what is your one go to source of information to learn about marketing it can be a book or a blog or a uh, a journal uh, i read a lot of drift blogs uh, and then not just one source i read a lot of them but if you ask me one i i, I like their blogs drift blogs all right all right and uh, to be all usually aspire uh, aspire uh, a startup or a company and you want our company's dna to be like that right like what is that one which one startup which you look up to i look up to gong i really love the way they do marketing uh, 
okay. they don't advertise gong as a brand they advertise their employees which is a great okay. thought okay makes sense nice and if you were to uh, recommend a next guest like one guest you would want to see in this bts podcast uh, who would it be uh, i would say rohit darwin box rohit darwin yeah awesome yeah awesome. so that i literally easy on the rapid fire round but would love to uh, see you in the next episode and uh, uh, make it little harder for you <laughs> yeah this is this has been a fantastic conversation i uh, i loved the experimentation streak uh, my suggestion to you is to continue doing that but not get rid of like these money generating businesses <laughs> it, it was painful to see all those revenue figures and then this moving on obviously obviously good decisions and hindsight but still uh but the experimentation streak is a source of inspiration for me personally as well and this is something i've seen a bunch of people do and uh it works right it just like continuously creating these micro assets and properties and the best farmers you did did that while you had a job bunch of them you did that while you had a job so it's i think also a source of inspiration for a lot of uh, folks who are working in the saas industry and who want to create their own startup you know it's possible yeah. if they do this uh, amazing conversation amazing insights rachman thank you thank you so much uh, for joining us in behind the scenes saas for me so pleasure absolute pleasure to have you over here wonderful thank, thank you, you guys so thanks for having me uh, Yeah, yeah. Great to see you growing from uh, back in the days to uh, a good startup, and uh, so hope to see you as a big unicorn soon. Awesome! Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks, uh, Arun. Thanks, Arun. Thanks for having Thanks. me. Yeah, bye. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We're building not just a product nation, but also a marketing nation. Stay tuned for more stories. Please share your feedback or suggestions at hello at sasbumi dot com. 